brewing wise, what are you most excited for for the rest of this year? Like, what are you looking forward to kind of accomplishing? Oh boy, now I'd have to look at our brewing schedule for the rest <laughs> of the year. And we come with the hard hitting questions. I man. know, right? Yeah. On this episode, we're joined by Short Fuse head brewer Brian Largo. This is episode 55 of The Malting Hour. What's the half sound the hops got yeast and speech? This the Malting Hour where we talk about our drink and tell you what we think every other week. And if we get drunk, well, we might slur our speech. Got the gift of gab, the friends you wish you had. Join us for a drink, join us for a laugh. Time is never wasted, where you getting wasted? The Malting Hour here, people, people take your places. Welcome to the Malting Hour. <laughs> it's our first. That's weird to do without the sun. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's our first uh, time being uh, somewhere together and, and not uh, Zooming uh, and out and about uh, in a very long time. And uh, before we get into that, uh, I am. One of the hosts of the Malting Hour, Tony Golick, joined always with... Brandon Winninger. And the poet laureate of the group... Clark Fetridge. Mm. Do you have a poem for this? Was a metridge, and he didn't <laughs> have any anything in his fridge. Mm. Mm. I shouldn't no. have let him record. Sorry. Should have should have let him him uh, I'm very nervous being <laughs> in person again. It's very hard. <laughs> Brian just checks his watch to see how long it's going to be. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> we wrap this up. <laughs> Guys, you're a minute this in. It's okay. You're over the limit. <laughs> uh, uh, as uh, as mentioned, uh, we are out and about, and today we are in Schiller Park at Short Fuse Brewing Company, and we are joined with brewer Brian. Brian, thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for coming out, guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, fun way to spend a, a Saturday morning on this hot uh, spring day. I know. I'm sure it's spring. Yeah, it just skips yeah, no right to summer. Right? Yeah. The high is going to be 88 today. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I'm not complaining, especially with the, the beer that I'm drinking. It's peach. Uh, sour beer. It's refreshing, and I feel like this is uh, fitting. Um, but before we get into all those beers and everything, uh, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your role here at Short Fuse? Uh, head brewer. I've been here, let's say, about a year and a half now. Uh, prior to that, I was at Goose Island for five years, uh, mostly in brewing. When um, I was in R&D for, uh, let's say, six months or so, and then my last few months uh, training in the cellar. And before that, uh, head brewer at 1090 for a little over a year. Um, and prior to that, we're just going to keep going back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did the, the Siebel Master course in 2013. Oh, wow. Um, it's an impressive uh, resume. It's getting building on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. How did yeah. you, how did you, did you just decide to make the transition over here to Short Fuse? Yeah, so. Um, Trying to think. I guess I think, what, yeah, what kind of, what brought you over Right. Here, yeah. um, it was probably towards the end of my time at Goose, like the end of 19. We had just had our second kid, so I was off for paternity leave for about three months. And I came back, back to shift work. And I was like, oh, man, like shift work with a couple kids <laughs> and like driving from the suburbs to Chicago and sure. back every day. It's like, this is kind of like brutal. And I had actually... Um, I had a message from Nick, the owner here, on uh, LinkedIn, and I never checked LinkedIn. It just popped up <laughs> in my email, and he's like, hey, you know, looking to hire somebody, wondering if you'd be interested. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so then, like, I get back to Goose for about a month of working, and I was just like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll kind of, like, feel that email out, yeah. or if it doesn't work out, maybe there's somebody here at Goose that would be interested. And one thing kind of led to another. I had some good interviews with Nick, and I was just like, I'm going to take a chance and do it. Uh, it it's, it's been a good change. Um, it was a great time at Goose, but I think life things in general, it's, it's worked out for the best, um, and it's been really good working here. Awesome. I always wonder, how does an interview go for a brewer? Like, do you have to bring in samples of your beer? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you think. It puts you through the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do something on our system right now. <laughs> Come okay. back in a month. Yeah. We'll let you know if you yeah. get a job. Yeah. Yeah, some interviews can be pretty brutal. I remember um, towards the end of Siebel, people were interviewing, um, like, Sierra Nevada and New Belgium. And, like, some of the smartest people in our class. And those interviews, like, really put you through the ringer. Yeah. And I was like kind of nervous it's yeah. like oh man like these guys are having a tough time with interviews like i'm screwed uh but thankfully everything like worked out for everybody um but for the most part they're pretty laid back you know talking about like 
you know, what was your role and, you know, what have you been doing? You know, what would you like to do? What are your interests? And um, I think the second round of interview, we probably drank more beer than we talked about, like, the job. Um, so they're pretty laid back. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I got the job at Inclusion Solutions today. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Took me out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how, how much. And then what drink. happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then you fired me. Oops. Um, <laughs> so uh, you you know went through your career of, of uh, your, your resume, I think. Yeah. Resume of, of brewing. How did you get into brewing? Did you start like uh, us, home brewing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of not. So I had uh, I read an article either in Time Out or Chicago Magazine. They were highlighting uh, breweries in Chicago and talking about head brewers or brewmasters or whatever. And I forget who it was, but they had mentioned they went to Siebel. So I was like, there's a brewing school in Chicago? It's like, <laughs> that can't be true. And I looked into it, and I was like, oh, man, like, I should do that. I was like, I could do that, I think. <laughs> uh, so I actually signed up in 2010 and was waitlisted oh, wow. until... 2000 whatever and somebody must have dropped out because I got in in 2013 so it was kind of just like taking a total chance I think at that point between signing up and going to Siebel I had brewed one batch of beer at home (laughs) turned out okay I think it was like a a clone of a Bell's Brown or something like that Um, but I just did a bunch of reading that was suggested by uh, Keith Lemke who was the VP there at the time and it worked out pretty good. Wow, that's awesome! It's diving in head first, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I, when you said Siebel, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that's what I thought it was. And I'm glad you cleared that up for yeah. me because I hate asking dumb questions like that. Because I think I remember hearing about it as well. And I've been brewing now for almost nine years, so it put around that time as yeah. well. Like. I think maybe Mike and I had saw that. We we're like, "Oh, look at that! You can go to school for brewing. We should we should do that." I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. And here you are. I know. And here I am now talking to the brewers. At least, at least yeah. that. Um, so, as far as working here goes, what um, I don't want to say like, you know, what have you brought to the table? What have been yeah. some of the beers that you know? They, as we saw, your the tap list here is. I think it looks like twenty three beers are on tap right now. Yeah, at least. Right. Quite the yeah. variety. I mean, that's what yeah. I loved about it. You can get yeah. anything. Yeah. And everything is really interesting. Which yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. this is my kind of brewery where I can try 20 different beers and they're all yeah, completely yeah. different. So yeah, actually, really Jeff, my name is Jeff, uh, and his family came here two weeks ago and they were saying how much they went from here and then went to microphone. Mm. Uh, so they were saying how much they liked coming here. Uh, for all the beers and that they only had like one or two in microphone. No offense, microphone. They started at Shorefuse <laughs> and stayed here for a while. Uh, so they were pretty excited to hear that I was coming here. Um, what uh, I would say, like, or I guess I'm asking, what have you brewed here so far that, you know, has, has, has it, hasn't been something that was already here, I guess? What new beers? Yeah. What, what, did you, what do you bring to the yeah. table? What what do you bring, this is your new interview. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, do really bring, what do you bring to the table, right? Oh, shit. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> um, I really think the main thing was just, like, bringing a little bit more diversity. Because not everybody wants to drink, like, super hoppy or fruity hoppy or, like, sour, whatever. Like, you know, there's a lot of beer styles. Uh, but, like I mentioned, you know, bringing in spring thaw, you know, springtime, having that Maybach in is really nice. Um, we did the wit. Um um, they've had a there was a hef here before I started but continuing that um, trying to think in the fall time we did a um, a Dunkel Vice which we got gold for at the US Open Beer Championship cool. um, so bringing some of those like traditional styles in you know I don't want to say basic but like you know straightforward beers because I mean think about like how many times people just like I just want a beer yeah you know don't like throw anything crazy at me uh, but you know suaves our mexican lager we've had that um i brought in um low calorie lager our flight path because we're in the flight path of okay. uh, o'hare yeah. airport yeah. um but then just like working towards consistency on batches you know flavor consistency fermentation consistency making sure everything like lines up batch to batch was kind of think the other thing that we were really focused on as well as bringing in a little more diversity Nice, yeah, and, and like you said, you know, there's going to 
tons of different breweries. Yeah. You know, sometimes there are those tap lists where there isn't just a beer, so to speak, right. to go to. Everything is like so over the top with, yeah. you know, either being super hazy or everything's barrel aged or everything's just an IPA, which I'm not opposed to any of that, but right. it's nice to have a variety. Yeah. Especially yeah. bringing people with you. I mean, it helps too when you go to places and you want a flight of beers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, with the amount of beers on tap here, yeah. you know, you could say that. You know, that's too much. But, I mean, if you look at the space, I mean, yeah. you can get a lot of people coming through here and oh, yeah. you burn through some beer. But I like oh, the yeah. idea of being able to have such a diverse list and sit down, order a flight, and then try a bunch of stuff, you know, versus, like, being stuck, you know, to a hoppy beer or yeah. you know, something like that. Again, same thing as you. It's not opposed to that, but I, I like the variety and the... Sure. Even though I went for a hoppy beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, we want to talk about the, the beer you got, Brandon? Yeah, so I'm drinking uh, the Hop Cycle, and I believe you said it was uh, Mosaic and Citra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, it's it's funny, it's lighter than I thought it was going to be. Because um, what's the ABV on this? Seven and a half. Seven and a half, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like, I just thought it was going to feel a lot heavier, but it's super easy drinking, so I'm trying to, like, pace myself because I could burn <laughs> right through this. Um <laughs> Trying to do the um, same with mine over here. But, and, and we've talked about this before. Like, you know, we like brewing with Citra, like when we homebrew, and Mosaic is, you know, really good too. So this, it's very well-rounded, and, like, the, the hop flavor is just so prominent, but not overwhelming. There's no, like, real bitterness that I would expect from, like, you know, a hop-forward, you know, IPA. All IPAs are hop-forward, but, like... <laughs> Get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... it's You're getting more citrus yeah. than, than bitterness, which, you know lends to those hops very well but this is this is awesome like this would be a go-to like i would come to this place and probably order this again you know um even though there's like 20 <laughs> some other right there's right like this was this would be a you know a solid go-to this is it this is the only beer i'm ordering never never drinking on. anything else again bad news we probably never brewed again oh boy no <laughs> i shouldn't say never but yeah part of the part of our hop cycle series is like it's it's always a different like hop combo but that's see that's cool though that yeah. would you, make me yeah, want to come, come back yeah, and keep yeah, trying. That's it. true. Do you yeah. know what's coming next in that? Uh, Kohatu and Zappa. Ooh, Ooh. pretty. I'm not familiar with those. Zappa, I think I've had maybe a hot butcher beer before, but Kohatu, I don't think I've ever. Yeah, Kohatu yeah. is New Zealand. It's like super tropical. It's really good. I used it uh, in a beer at Goose like a few years ago, and I was like, whoa, this is like really good. And then Zappa, it's like it's always hard to come by. I don't think they make a whole lot of it because I think part of the lineage is like the that neo neo Mexicanus, that mm-hmm. like true American like hop variety blended with whatever. The, I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hop breeding is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's insane. To so, just think that I remember when I started brewing, and I'm like, oh, there's seven hops. There's Cascade. <laughs> yeah, all, they all start with C. Yeah, and then you know, as you get more into brewing and 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 getting into the beers that you're buying and finding oh, yeah. out like what the hell are all these hops? Like even when I see like, you know, experimental hop names on beers and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, this is really good. I don't know, like I don't, I can't go and get it right now. It's not yeah. like out packaged or anything. So it pisses me off, man. <laughs> so it like, me angry. You know, speaking of like hop varieties, you know, uh, you know, with this large list of beers, mm-hmm. is there like when you brew, is there a, a hop that you prefer to use? Um, one that you like the most? Because I think it, we said like Citra yeah. is something that we kind of go yeah. to a lot when we when we brew. Um, and I'm always, I don't think I've ever had a beer where I'm like, oh, I don't really like that hop. That's terrible. I mean, yeah. it's like, there's some that are okay, but, yeah. you know, some is, there, what, is there ones that you like to kind of put into beers that give you flavors that you enjoy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Citra's always a good standby. I'm really big on Sabro right now. Like, I love that the coconut flavor of it because it's, it's very different than, like, a lot of the other tropical flavored hops that are out there. Um, what else? I'm a big fan of Meridian. Um, coming out of Indie Hops. I think they were the ones that put that together. Um, Chinook. I really like Chinook. Classic. Um, it's just... One of the seas, there we go. Yeah, one of the seas, <laughs> back to the seas. I think it's just got like a nice, like, round, like, piney, fruity mm. citrus. Like, I think it's like a good combination. Um, we actually have some really good Centennial here out of Michigan. Mm. Uh, not always one that I go to, but the stuff that we have is pretty good. Um... I'm trying to think what else. Galaxy. I'm a big fan of Galaxy. I know a lot of people are on the fence about that one. It's a little polarizing, but I've yeah. always had pretty good success. You're, with that. you're a big fan of the Galaxy, aren't you? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I don't know. When he's using Galaxy, it's like. No, I, I'm pretty sure like, I used that for one of my. Maybe that's. I can't what it remember was. which one. Oh yeah, I think, my, it was, uh, I think it was. I think it was one of your juicy ones. Yeah, where we were like using 
Galaxy. And I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I was judging you. Sorry, so. I won't do it again. <laughs> Please do. I do apologize. Yeah, no, road soda was pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, well, Clark, since we're talking to you and you're about to take a sip, what are you drinking? <laughs> Ooh, I'm drinking Sunday morning stacks. Mm. Tell us which about is that. fantastic. It's, well, I'd, it's I'd love the brewer morning. to tell us oh, about <laughs> it because he'd probably do a much better job. Well, I don't know. Describe what you're tasting. Well, I'm tasting a lot of maple. I'm tasting a lot of cinnamon. Do you want to get into exactly what it is before I... Those are the two things he said that were in there. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to tee him up. Uh, the base beer is a wheat wine. Uh, and it also has maple syrup and uh, cinnamon. No, it's... You guys were talking about easy drinking. I mean, for 11 and a half. Yeah. This, I could be done with this right now. It's a breakfast if, if beer. We yeah. weren't doing Do this episode. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, just it's, it's a perfect bre- breakfast beer. I mean, pancakes in there? A little yeah. bit. Seriously. It tastes like pancakes. Which pancakes I on the label, so. Yeah. Really? We got everything yeah, in is that Is that in the cooler there, too? Yeah. That one? No, no, yeah, that was another one. Yeah, this is. Ooh, I might man. need to grab one of those. Maybe we could. Split dual sharing before. there, but uh, <laughs> no, this is incredibly smooth. You need a drink for the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say light for an eleven and a half percent beer, light on the on the mouth, but man, very impressed. Yeah, you on you. Yeah, I was tempted to try that as well, uh, but I got a lot going on today. The, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't have too much going on, so it's fine. Yeah, it's that's fine. all right. Uh, I, I'm I'm always fascinated by I'm getting off top. Fascinated by the wheat wine style because yeah. I think the first wheat wine I ever had was at Pipeworks and it was like a 4th of July beer like Uncle Sam vs. Unicorn or some shit like that yeah, okay. and it was a wheat wine I might be mixing that all up but I was like wheat wine I'm like I know a barley wine but a wheat wine this is brilliant it's a brand new thing I've never <laughs> yeah. heard of this and uh, I like I like the wheat wine uh, mainly because of the body that you get from it that's yeah. not as thin as like a barley wine right barley wine's good um, but I, I've realized as I Having a non this is gonna sound so like shitty. I don't I don't really like having a non barrel aged barley wine anymore. I, I'm with you. I, I can, it's okay. It's okay I can to see say that. I had one. I'm not gonna say what it was, but I had one this last Christmas, and I was like really excited to buy it. I was like, all right, it's been a while since I had this. Cracked it open. I took a sip. I was like, eh, it's good. <laughs> what is it? The like the extra bitterness that comes out of it, or something? It's that like it's kind of toned tea, down. Like a tea tannin yeah. or something to it. Okay. Like uh, a tannins in it. Or I don't know. I don't know if I'm using not tannins, but it reminds me of the bitterness of like herbal tea. Okay. Well, wait. What was the when we did our plop day? Wasn't there? Was it a wheat wine or a barley wine that we didn't like? Well, it was the wheat wine. It was, right? it was a wheat wine. Yeah. We won't, you know, yeah. we'll talk more about that. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was trying to think. Like, I was like, I just remember not liking that one. So that's great. It was old. It was old. It was yeah. old. It was old, and that's what we'll leave it at. Um, <laughs> Sore <our> subject. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to talk about that again. <laughs> we'll take about it afterward. <laughs> um, so can you give us a little history? Actually, I mean, we, we jumped straight in, into to your history, but uh, can you give us a little history on Short Fuse? This is our fourth year. Um, obviously, the couple years before I started, I don't yeah. really know what happened here <laughs> I, because I wasn't here. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got this, this huge space, um, restaurant, or 30-barrel brewing system. We're probably doing about close to 5,000 barrels a year. Oh, wow. um, this is a little more recent history. Sure. Um, yeah, that's totally yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a pretty good uh, distribution footprint in eastern and like southern Wisconsin. Um, our distributor there just expanded us from like the Milwaukee area uh, into the Madison area. Cool. And we also have a distributor up in Michigan, uh, mostly on like the east, like central east side. And things have been going pretty good up there. To your side, Clark. I'm on the west side. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> forgot. Confusing. That's like, that's like we're, Math, we're left and right. Two yeah. things I don't really know. <laughs> Math and directions. <laughs> and then, anyway. Uh, what else? We've got a, a pretty good coverage in Illinois. Um, we do. Um, we work with, they're not a distributor here. They're more of like a delivery service on whatever like legal roundabout thing they have. But uh, we send beer over to them. They'll put together orders and like send those out. So. Um, that works out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, what else? We've had some like really good growth. Um, we survived last year uh, pretty well, all things considered. Um, we've had some pretty good investment in new equipment, uh, new tanks, new can line. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like redoing our barrel program. 
Um, so definitely a lot of changes in the, the year and a half that I've been here. Yeah, I would. I was going to say, I, I feel like I see more short fuse beers on the shelves now yeah. in Chicago than I used to. Um, I don't know if that's maybe... I think, well, that's prominent for a lot of the breweries. A lot of the places you're that's seeing true. more yeah, on the shelf right. because, yeah. Yeah. Before, cans. you know, the pandemic forced people into yeah. you know, breweries that weren't canning, started canning because oh, yeah. they had to get their stuff out the door. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot all about last year. Yeah. I blocked it out. It's all that barley wine I drank. <laughs> barely. Of course. Yes, barely. Of course, of course, of course. Of course. But, uh, well, what I was going to say, though, so is, has this always been the original location? Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. Have you guys always had this entire space? That's oh, yeah. that's awesome. Like, this is an impressive spot. So for folks that are listening, if you haven't been out here, I mean, there's. If you're worried about needing to social distance, don't worry. You got uh-huh. some space. Yeah. Um, this place is massive, and with those garage doors that open up, yep, that's pretty sweet. We'll have to take some pictures. Um, yeah, we can right. throw those up when we post the episode. But yeah, yeah, the restaurant side is roughly nine thousand square feet. Between nine and ten. So, which says it was so? Which is the where the booths are? are I think. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I mean, this whole thing. Yeah. Tap sure. room restaurant, and then our little seating area uh, outside. Enjoy the summer weather, spring weather. Yeah. Mm. Summer, spring. Summer. Weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what? What? I, I didn't know how to pronounce. What's the beer that I'm drinking? Pesh Sauvage. Ah, yes, Pesh Sauvage. This. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I, as soon as I take a sip uh, of this, this was like. Uh, this. Feel, I feel like I would have my wife try this for like brunch like a brunch yeah, beer right. it's really good it's it's i wasn't expecting is it so, it's a sour correct yeah. um it's um or wild 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 say wild yeah, yeah yeah it's not like sour sour um but it's nice and tart peach flavor is really good it's very refreshing mm-hmm. it's not uh you know you, you guys do have a lot of i don't say crazy beers but you guys have a lot of crazy beers like <laughs> the ones you talked about the very bad kids. So I was very close to getting the sour that's patch, good. watermelon sour patch kid inspired beer. Uh, that sounds awesome. But this is very straightforward as far as being, like you said, you know, a wild fermented beer with peach. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I, I could I could drink this all the time too. Guys, guys, we chose well. I feel like we chose. <laughs> I think it's a nice assortment. Yeah, yeah. Represent everything. And then what are you drinking? Yeah, I know you were talking about before. We got our nitro mocha stout. So it's our peanut butter cup stout base beer uh, before the peanut butter is added um, then we just uh, let it sit let it steep on some coffee for a few days uh, it came out pretty nice nice so you were saying that you were probably like the idea was to you had it for your peanut butter uh, what is the peanut butter beer uh, yeah, stout peanut butter cup base, uh, peanut butter cup stout yeah. and then now you guys are going to try and do some other variants with it as well yeah so looking at like potential variants you know can we justify brewing a little bit extra peanut butter cup stout and then taking, you know, a portion of that, whether it's two and a half barrels or 10 barrels and doing a peanut butter variant, or can we take some of that beer before the peanut butter and like do something else like the mocha or, you know, whatever else. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sky's the limit, really, because, you know, we have all these weird beers, <laughs> crazy <laughs> beers. And I know you're not drinking that one, but so speaking of a peanut butter stout, um, what do you guys do to get the peanut butter in the beer? What do you use specifically? So we have powdered peanut butter. Uh, we brew with that. So we do about 100 pounds of that in the boil, like the last 10 minutes of the boil, just to get yeah. it to mix up pretty well. Because we used to add it to the Whirlpool and used to clump oh, quite yeah. a bit. I can see that. And we'd have to like, like stir it in. And that just got annoying. <laughs> so I figured if we add in the last 10 minutes, use some of the, the agitation of the boil to mix it up, as well as the Whirlpool. Um, and then we found uh, a really good peanut butter flavor <clears throat> that we'll dose into the bread tank. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I've done one peanut butter beer in the past, and I, for some reason, thought it'd be a good idea to make it for my block party where it was like 90 <laughs> degrees. And it was a peanut butter porter. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? I think like two people tried it. Refreshing. Yeah. Refreshing. <laughs> that was a peanut butter sour, actually. Did you, yeah. did you use powdered peanut butter? Or no, that it? time I just used the extract, the oh, that's right. flavoring. Yeah. yeah. But we, you and I, when we, or no, I did another one where I did use, like, I think I used PB2 mm-hmm. in it, uh, which worked great. Yeah. And I used it for protein shakes. Oh, I know. <laughs> My beer, my this is a healthy beer. <laughs> yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> I'm starting protein shake beers. Oh man, yeah, I'm um, surprised nobody's done that. 
<laughs> taken like protein powder and just dumped it into a beer and then like I'm sure somebody I feel has. like somebody has done and that call it muscle milk and then get sued yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to get recognition <laughs> yeah I'll just throw it out there um so one of the beers that I wanted to talk about and I, I don't know if this is you know from you being here because there's like you said you know you weren't here from the beginning yeah. one of my favorite beers that I didn't expect to like from Short Fuse, someone brought it over for my birthday, was the oh. Berry White. Ah. Uh, and it was in my refrigerator. I left it in there for like, I'd say a good two weeks. So I was finally like, all right, let me give it a try. I, I'm not nervous, but it just didn't like, it did, it, like seeing the gummy bears on the can, I'm like, it's a very clever name. Uh, but I was so surprised that how much it, it's a ref, like refreshing wheat beer. And then it fucking tastes like gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> So is that is that again like just like another flavoring thing? You don't have to give away secrets. No, no, it's the actual gummy bears. That's so awesome. we'll, uh, we made the change shortly after I started talking with our other brewer because um, we were brewing double batches for a sixty barrel batch. And it was like, well, I mean, it's kind of annoying to like waste that second day. It's like, why don't we just brew a high gravity batch and water it back? So we started. We changed to that, and then. Once we get towards the end of fermentation, you know, maybe like two Play-Doh before terminal, we'll melt 300 pounds of gummy bears. <laughs> and that's, that's the last addition slash water back uh, to get it in line with the 4.8%. Yeah. Um, so we actually had straight up gummy bears. <laughs> awesome. Wait, so do you, I saw them, do you do that, after, do you do that <laughs> after the boil or does it go into the boil? So we boil it to melt it down. Yeah. So like you've got, we, right now, so we have our brew day and we'll brew a 30 barrel batch to about uh, 20, 20 Play-Doh. And then we'll water that back. So we're at the end of the brew day, we wind up with about 45 barrels okay. of beer. And then about a week later, we'll melt roughly 15 barrels of, Sorry, 50 barrels of water with 300 pounds of gummy bears. Um, that gets us like a full 60 barrel batch and all that <laughs> delicious gummy bear flavor. That's ridiculous. I was like, I saw, I, I, it was funny seeing your reaction. Like, when he said, and then we just melt the gummy bears. You just melt them. You were literally like, yeah. oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I also well, figured, it, it was also mind. like an aha moment because at the same time, I was thinking, I was like, in my head, I was like, I bet they melt them. And he's like, yeah, we melt them. I'm like, oh, my God, they melt yeah. them. My other thought was that maybe you were like, I just want right, to see so the image. Do yeah, how am I going to do this? I want to see an image of 300 pounds of gummy bears just melting. <laughs> like, it's got to be a big purple. Yeah, how are they melting? Like, is it in liquid? or? Yeah, it's in the water, right? Yeah. yeah, so we put it, we add the water to the kettle, and we get it boiling, and we'll put um, CO2 through the bottom to help agitate it and mm -hmm. to also deaerate the water. Yeah. Um, and it just, like, mixes it up. And then we'll run uh, the whirlpool in the kettle for uh, I don't know, like 20 minutes or so, make sure everything's like pretty well mi mixed up. Uh, and then we just cool it down and shoot it over. How fun is that to clean? <laughs> um, it's better when we get, so when we started. When we have interns. Yeah. <laughs> when I started, we were still experimenting with stuff and we'd wind up with like a lot of gummy bears with like the gelatinous mess at the bottom. And like, we gotta like mix this up better. Like we're not getting like our full potential here. Yeah. Um, so that was a pain to clean because like you'd get some just like slowly just like drip out and drain, <laughs> just like pathetically draining. We're and uh, yeah, now now it works out pretty good. So we'll run like a just like a quick like 20, 30 minute caustic cycle afterwards, and that's it. It's not too bad. Yeah, that's it's. Have you guys ever had a chance to try it? I haven't. No. no you guys should have had. You guys should have had it for it. Should have. But you stuck with your. I'm enjoying it. Third, forty percent. Yeah, forty percent. It's only forty. Well, at least it's not the sixty-two percent. Yeah, that's what's Tony, buddy. That's our secret. Yeah. It's, it's our moonshine that's blended with something. Uh, do you guys have anything? Uh, you know, anything? You mentioned the the bike ride. You know that you guys yeah. had uh, last weekend. You guys have anything? I mean, with. Everything kind of opening up, and by kind of, I mean actually is opening up. I mean, yeah. there's summer festivals now, and yeah. people are getting vaccinated and whatnot. It seems to be like we're uh, on the path of some normalcy here. Do you guys have any, like, yeah. set-in-stone plans coming up for the year? We do. So currently we do beer yoga um, 
I don't think it's not like every weekend, but we have like set dates you can check like on our Instagram and um, website. Uh, but the next one we have coming up on June 12th, Saturday, is our Hops in the Summer. So previously we had done a festival called Hops in the Spring. It was canceled last year for unfortunate reasons. Uh, so we're bringing it back this year in Hops in the Summer. And what it is is just like a it's a big festival here, like parking lot inside the brewery. We have all of our beers, plus we'll have beers from like a number of other breweries cool. like in the area. Um, I don't know what the list of other breweries is right now, um, at least what's finalized, sure. uh, but we usually have quite a few, so it's, it's a pretty good mix. That sounds cool. Yeah. Guys, it's not that far, we should come. Yeah. I'm in. Brandon? Let's do it. All right. Sold it, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to hear all these things that are yeah. coming back and, and, like I said, returning to a bit more normalcy here it's nice to be i mean what was the last time i know we did we did one interview last year i think it was two. Oh, we did two. we did three never mind mm. we did three interviews last year yeah. that was it. well summer was sort it was a little of different. normal yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. elman we were fully masked up where are those everything. guys at right now uh they're like near let's say addison addison and cicero's yeah basically i did that i'm just curious because uh the in between, like, the Siebel course, like, the master course, you have May off. And I came home from Germany and actually did a couple weeks of volunteer work at Beguile. This was back when Matt was still the head brewer. Um, like, the first day I went in there to help, he was cleaning out a tank. It was an Ailman stone collaboration with, oh, like, yeah. cedar chips. And they had just dumped the chips into the fermenter. And... Matt was just like, all right, we're cleaning this out, and it's, like, totally clogged. Like, you can imagine cedar <laughs> yeah. chips trying to come out of, like, an inch and a half yeah. pipe. Hmm. And he's like, uh, so I'm going to need you to empty this. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it took a while. The beer was actually, like, really, really good. I mean, you think, like, cedar chips? Uh, maybe, but it yeah, turned out pretty nice. That'd be my moment. I don't know if I want to be a brewer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> see you later. Let's move Thanks. on to gummy bears. This was <laughs> yeah. What's your stance on gummy yeah. bears? <laughs> Cedar chips, no thanks. Uh, so that's my little aside. Yeah, that's funny. I was going to say, yeah. uh, I was going to kind of follow up on the Almond thing. That's yeah. what we did. Um, we did that one in person. What else did we? Oh, we talked to Crush by, by Giants. Giants. And Whole Slaughter. Yeah, Whole Slaughter. Yeah, so... Whole saga, we were we were spread out. The, it was that was a fun one to do driving out to Woodstock. Uh, yeah. The only problem was at midway through the episode, which I'm happy, music turned on uh, uh, over. Which is they fun. were getting ready to open. Yeah, so they were, like, <laughs> staff fired up the radio. Yeah. Um, so what about like have you guys done any collaborations with other breweries? Not yet. Um, so the one collaboration we've done is uh, Pinches Miches. They make Michelada mix. Uh-huh. Um, smaller company. Um, <laughs> uh, you can their stuff. I think is in most like bigger stores, like in the refrigerator yeah, section. I think but we did a, a Michelada with them last year, oh, nice. ten barrels, and it sold out. So we did it with um, our Flight Path Lager. So we it's we high gravity brew that and then like water it back. And what we actually did to keep the the ABV at like a four four point two. I think is. We just took the full strength, like 8% beer, and just like watered that back with the Michelada mix and water oh, wow. to get to 4%. So we didn't really sacrifice any like beer flavor or like wind up dipping below that. Uh, but that turned out really good. Like I, I like Bloody Marys, you know, like brunch and stuff like that. Micheladas are tasty, um, but this one was really good. So we've got a batch of our flight path that we're like, we're trying to work out the tomato aspect um, so we can do it like sanitarily sure dose it in with the flavors and stuff i think we figured something out so uh we're pretty close to getting that wrapped up but no in terms of like other breweries um i've talked to brian at pollyanna who's a friend of mine about doing something um, because when i was at 1090 contract brewing um, they were the first collaboration that we did uh while they were working to open up their space in lamont um, so probably, you know, kind of bring that like full circle kind of thing. That's cool. Uh, but we should be doing more collaborations. I think we got to get back into that. Yeah, those are always fun. I always like yeah. to. It's it's cool to see the community of, of 
breweries that we have here in the greater Chicagoland area. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, it's competition, obviously, but it's everybody seems to kind of work yeah. together in that sense of like, hey, let's, let's work on a beer together because everybody knows somebody at some other place, it seems oh, like. Oh, yeah. But at least that's what I'm learning. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> from talking to everybody. Yeah. Like, the degrees oh, of separation are yeah, small. Yeah. yeah, so you mentioned like last year during the pandemic, I think you kind of noted that you did some revamping to your barrel program. Yeah. Um, so can you, so I, again, I haven't had a barrel aged beer from you guys, but kind of mm -hmm. talk about like what's in store, like what you guys are, you know, sure. working on. Uh, yeah. So we, it just, we kind of determined going through some of the barrels that none of it was really kind of up to par with what we would feel comfortable releasing. Uh, so we got rid of it all. We started wow. from scratch. Um, and we clean the floors back there. We actually, the whole half of the brewery in like the packaging and barrel and storage, we like totally refinished. A little DIY, it looks okay, it's not professional. <laughs> uh, but we, we started from scratch and we got a pretty good mix of stuff, uh, sour, wild, and uh, like bourbon stuff. So we've got Imperial Oatmeal Stout, Imperial Rye, we have a barley wine. I'm trying to think what else we have. Um, we have one Imperial Stout that's a little pays a little homage to Goose Island and Bourbon County and kind of like starting and uh, revolutionizing barrelized barrel aged beers. I'm trying to think what else we have. One that I'm actually really excited for um, through BSG um, Leopold Brothers, which is a distillery in Denver. They malt their own uh, malt. And they got into doing malt for breweries, and they sell it through there. So I, we have whiskey, uh, whiskey malt, oh, wow. for like beer. It's not like the high, you know, extract like a, a distilling malt. So we use that um, specialty malt from Proximity in Colorado, and then actually got barrels from Leopold Brothers. Oh wow! So I'm very excited for that because the barrels smelled incredible. <laughs> um, but we've got. Um, some sours and like wine barrels, rum barrels. We put our wit into, um, what did we put it into? Pinot Grigio barrels. So we've got like quite a bit of mix of stuff. Um, so we should have some stuff coming out maybe in the next couple months, cool. we're hoping. We will be on the lookout. We have a lot of reasons sure. to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Many times. <laughs> yeah. Numerous. Numerous. This is where we should have our meetings from now on. Yeah. Yes. There you go. yes. <laughs> Official. We'll sell the uh, office downtown at the corner of State and Dearborn. <laughs> yes. I think it's time we got The corporate office. Yeah. yeah. Go to the corporate and office. Move it out here. Yeah. We'll just come we'll here. Just take out, we'll build a little drywall. Yeah. That's fine. If, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're quiet. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, so, well, speaking of the barrels too, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned a couple of them. So, what, um, as far as the barrels that you got, um, what barrels are you most mm -hmm. excited for to see the results of? Uh, we have some Pappy barrels. Uh, we have six. I believe we have six Pappy barrels. Um, I'm trying to think what else? We've got some Weller. We've got Blantons, Willet. We actually had some pretty good success getting barrels. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a line actually. Yeah. People are already coming out. Uh, <laughs> and then what else? The our rye imperial rye stout. I'm pretty excited about because it it's going to be a blend of uh, Templeton, um, Willet, and I'm trying to think of the other one. It's been so long since we filled these barrels. Um, like a blend of four different ryes. Oh wow! So like pretty pretty popular ones. Uh, so that'd be pretty 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 cool. I'm trying to think what else. There are like a few other barrels that we have. We got some. Oh, we've got a Scotch ale in Scotch barrels. That should be pretty interesting. That's fun. I I, I Lake Effect. I think did something like that with the Loch Ness. Yeah. yeah. That was that ended up being pretty good. And I never would have thought of like, oh, that, I mean it makes sense. Scotch ale and a oh, Scotch yeah. barrel. It's a play on it, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm only. I like scotch. I don't love scotch. So peated or unpeated? Um, peated. You don't like don't peated. Like, yeah, I don't really care for it. Well, Goose okay. did that scotch. Was it which, which, County a couple of years ago? Yeah, no, you no, and I it was the. Did. It was the Cooper. The Cooper. Oh, Cooper series. Yeah, yeah. Cooper series. Yeah. yeah. Which. I think I like that one. Were you still there when? Yep. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like, that was actually mine. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> That one, I think, got mixed. Uh, it did. No, I mean, we, we were sitting we there were like, Fulton, and yeah, we were both like, this results, is great. Yeah. I understand if you don't like scotch, why you wouldn't yeah. like it, but... I feel like that was the first time that, like, I appreciated that bit of, like, smoking Definitely. My brother-in-law, he's a mm. big scotch, not big scotch drinker, but he enjoys scotch, and he's got yeah. a collection of it, so he's always trying to find one that yeah. I like, so a scotch barrel aged beer yeah. always intrigues me. It's not like when I hear a Malort barrel aged beer... <laughs> Where I'm like, I have to try that. I'm the opposite of, no, thank you. <laughs> what about a Fernet barrel aged? So I have had a Fernet barrel aged beer, and it was a stout, and it almost gave off like this, which is weird, like it, like a mint flavor. Which Fernet, I guess that you, you know, what, what's I, I I forget what kind of it's like a liqueur, right? Or not liqueur, but. Um, uh, yeah, like I'm working on it. Aperitif. <laughs> Thank you. There you thing. go. Yeah. A digestif. Digestif. That's it. <laughs> How many other French words do what I is know? Is that kind of like bitters? Because uh, bitters yeah, is supposed yeah. to be a digestive. Italian type of Amaro, a bitter, a rum, aromatic yeah, spirit. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it, is, it is bitter. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was really good. I didn't know what to expect. I had never had it yeah. until I tried that beer. That was when I was again working at Lake Effect. I got yeah. to try. We had to bottle it off, and I got to try it. It was really good. And I told him, I'm like, kind of tastes minty. And he was like, mm, I don't know about that. I'm like, well, that's what I get from it. I like it. <laughs> you are wrong, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I don't... Who's got the Malort? Oh, a couple of... Isn't Lake Effect doing Lake Effect, and I know that Revolution... Yeah. They're doing some stuff. Oh, Malort. yeah. And I get it. I mean, I know a lot of people who do like Malort. I just, I... I everybody in the service industry. Yeah. No, I will say I had my first <laughs> sip of Malort a couple months ago. It wasn't awful. I mean, I, I could sip it if I yeah. Maybe had I, to or I, wanted I to. I will give it one more chance. It's gotten better, I think, now that it's been it's, moved up to it's not quite CH distillery. What it used to yeah. Be. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was like early 2020. I I went downtown, got together with one of the guys from Goose, and we had some beers. And he like he likes Malort. I don't know. It's weird because he's a Philly guy. And he, he like went up to the bar to get beers, but came back with Malort. And I was just like, what are you doing? It's <laughs> like, it's not this kind of night. He's yeah. like, just trust it me. Is it's now. better. I was like, all right, fine. And it, it, it's better. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not huge on like Malort or like Fernet or any of that stuff. Scotch, bourbon, that's a different story. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> it's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's gotten better, I think. All right, I'll I'll give it a give it a shot. I'll give it another shot. Yeah, I think I had it once, but it was, this was like 2016 maybe, and I had it. I think this was, was, I was at Fishman's, and I think they had a bottle, and I took a took a shot of it, and I was like, "Here's the thing: is like, I like bitters. Like, I'll take sure. shots of bitters, and like Underberg, yeah, like that's yeah, like, yeah. So, I it, it's in that same wheelhouse. Yeah. So when I think about that, and I do, I'm like, all right, it's not the worst thing in the world that yeah. I, I've had. I'm with you. Um, would I drink it on the regular? No, no. It's not going re- to replace <laughs> yeah, my bourbon or a, a beer. Couple or sips a year, fine. Yeah, yeah. Am I going to buy a bottle? Maybe if I have people from out of town that I want to see their reaction, because apparently, like, that's a big thing. It's like yeah, watch your out of town friends like hate you. <laughs> it was funny because so for for our wedding, we ended up um, we had gift bags for everyone that was staying at the hotel. We put in little bottles of Underberg mm. because we couldn't find. They didn't make them at the time. The little like those of little Malort. bottles of Malort. That's what we okay. wanted. Uh-huh. And then literally, it was like a couple months after our wedding, and I think it was probably when CH Distillery started taking over, they started producing the little like one ounce bottles or whatever. I was like, damn it! Oh, <laughs> I still have a bunch of that Underberg that you gave me. Thank you very much. I still have a bunch of that Underberg because he gave me gave me a case of it. There was like 144 <laughs> little bottles of Underberg, and I'm like, they still have like half half a pallet sitting <laughs> in my house. Just trap it off at uh, Dovetail. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. donation. There you go. How can a bill like yeah. that? They go through that stuff like crazy. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, what are you? I mean, we talked about kind of upcoming events here, um, but brewing-wise, what are you most excited for for the rest of this year? Like, what are you looking forward to kind of accomplishing? Oh boy, not have to look at our brewing schedule for the rest <laughs> of the year. And we come with the hard-hitting questions. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, I, the next hop cycle, that Kohatu Zappa, uh, I'm pretty excited for. Um, we have some stuff towards the end of the year. Um, we're going to do a sati. We got some um, 
some Viking malt out of Finland. That's some sati malt for that. Cool. Yeah, cool. And then uh, what I've been thinking about for a long time and I've noticed is gaining a lot of popularity is Norwegian style ale. Not, not beers brewed with kavikis, but like Norwegian styles. Mm. And one of the largest, or not the largest, but like most like under the radar beers is the smoke beers out of mm. Norway. Don't speak Norwegian, but I think it's pronounced Stjordal. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Uh, get on that, Clark. How do you pronounce that? S-T-O-R-D-A-L. <laughs> uh, but this this region, um, they malt their own malt for like all this homebrew, and um, part of it is smoking it over uh, alder wood, which you can't really actually uh, Sugar Creek. Like malting malt. does alderwood smoke malt, but we have beech wood for it. Um, but it's just juniper branches, you know, maybe like a little bit of sugar, caramel malts. Interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, and then for anybody that's been here, we have a bunch of murals painted on the walls, um, doing more beers inspired by those. Cool. So we have um, this woman here, uh, we did last year a red ale, an Irish red for that. Um, and then this fire starter, I want to do a smoked red ale. Cool. Um, this, this one guy over here is what we did the scotch ale for, at least the barrel aged version, but we'll do like a normal, like maybe like a standard strength. A porter for one in the back, and then the far one is still a mystery. Um, so kind of bringing some of those into the mix. Um, again, going back to like, you know, diversity in the, sure. in the, in the list. Um, I was going to ask about the, especially the fire starter, because that mm. one looked like it was specifically, like, put there because it's a beer already. No. Yeah, that's other funny. way around. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, that's what I can think of right now without looking at our, <clears throat> we've we've mapped out like our year brewing schedule, tentative, just to kind of help with like ingredients and planning and ordering and stuff like that. But uh, I know we have like a number of other things, uh, traditional beers, you know more stuff in line with like our fruited IPAs you know those are always changing always different fruits uh, oh our our pie series <coughs> so the host like those we little like pie. <laughs> so those like little hostess hand pies yeah yeah so hostess used to be here in Schiller Park yeah, right. so we did one we did cherry pie uh, last year and that turned out pretty good and our next one is going to be key lime pie Ooh, cool <clears throat> so we've asked this a couple of a couple brewers and breweries and it seems like you have it all figured out, but has there been one idea that just did not work? Like you threw in uh, whatever it is. Yeah. But I mean, again, you have all was these crazy... Was that beer with the circus peanuts? It's just... Yeah. <laughs> you have all these those awesome, are crazy flavor. ingredients yeah. that you yeah. figured yeah. out. So maybe, maybe you don't have one. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of trial and error, but... Um, but no. you even talked about, like, stuff in your barrels that didn't work out. Like, yeah, true. That, yeah. Like, so no cheeseburger beers or... No cheeseburger No mayonnaise beers. Mayonnaise beers. Mayonnaise No, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, nothing that, like, didn't work out, but I think there's things that, like, okay, like, we need to, like, back off on this or we need to, like, increase, you know, something else. Um, but I wouldn't say it yet, at least at this yeah. point. I mean, obviously, we're always experimenting. And I had a conversation with somebody recently about, like, well, how do you... If it's something you've never brewed with before, like how do you know how much to use? I was like, sometimes it's just a total shot in the dark. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> yeah. just guessing. I was like, I, sometimes I think of things like that in terms of like, how much would I want? Like, if you think about like a standard half barrel keg, like how much of this would I want inside that? Yeah. Like that's that's honestly how I start with a lot of things. Like, all right, like a pound, eh, that seems like a little bit too much kind of thing, <laughs> and you just kind of go from there and. Hopefully, sometimes it's the thing where you can like adjust. You know, if it's a hot side edition, maybe you can adjust on the cold side. Sure. Um, you know, and you kind of luck out or save yourself there. Um, but yeah, I think so far we've done good. Uh, I don't know how much our luck is gonna last on that, but hopefully it keeps going. With everything that yeah, okay. we've seen here, and you know, even stuff that we've we didn't go too crazy. Clark, you did. You psycho. Yeah, and, still uh, sip love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the stuff that I've, you know, tried, like I said, the, the Barry White, uh, you guys seem to be uh, knocking it out of the park. So that's... Thanks. I hope it continues to... I hope you guys don't have that batch. You're like, well, shit. 
Shouldn't have listened to them with the circus. Yeah. <laughs> that was disgusting. Circus peanut mayonnaise beer. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what he picked. Circus peanut stout rolls off the tongue very nicely, but it, it doesn't sound good. That's so weird. Yeah. What is that? I don't flavor? know. I don't, gross? Uh, I think it's just labeled as like plastic. Yeah. Like yeah. circus peanuts is like orange plastic. It's not like a sugar. flavor doesn't exist in nature, it, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It's yeah. only the circus peanut. <laughs> Worst idea ever. Uh, now I'm going to make one. Um, Please don't. Uh, it's going to be at your house. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? I asked all my hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Franny, you got any more hard-hitting questions? No, I think... So we want to dig into? I think we covered it. All right, right on. Cool. Well, I'm glad we finally made it out here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we're, uh, Clark said we're going to build our office right behind us here. <laughs> um, if anybody, we'll start tomorrow. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you okay. a day to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind the construction. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know. Um, and anybody who is obviously in the greater Chicagoland area, or if you're visiting Chicago, uh, definitely come out here. To, I almost said Franklin Park. Schiller Park. Uh, if you have a really place. long layover at O'Hare. Yeah, this is not that far. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we are the closest brewery to O'Hare. Yeah. You don't well, have now to. that Ram's gone, right? Ram's not brewing anymore. Oh, no, right? uh, well, they, oh, they yeah. do have that facility right up the road. Are they still I brewing don't... there? I don't know. Well, and isn't Hofbrau? That's our uh, Oh, Hofbrau's gone. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a pizza joint now. They will retain, they are keeping their brewing system. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they own it. So, so I don't know if they'll, because uh, they, the owners of that building are our landlords. Like, oh, they own this building oh, wow. as well. So, like, the owner here and them, like, obviously talk quite a bit. Yeah. So they're they're going to keep their brewing system. Oh, cool. Um, they will be a pizza joint. Mm. Beer and pizza. Can't go wrong with Makes that. Makes sense, right? Yeah, perfect, perfect combo. Circus peanuts. <laughs> beer and circus peanuts. <laughs> mm, great. Well, Brian, thanks again, man, for uh, joining us today. For sure. Thanks, Pouring some beers, talking beers, giving us a little about your history and your, you know, very long time that you spent here that you can give us all <laughs> that history. <laughs> we appreciate it. And uh, we all will be back uh, very soon. Sounds yeah, good. for sure. Uh, Brandon, love you, man. Love you too, man. Clark, and it, why don't you send us out with a poem? Uh, I do have a poem ready to go. <laughs> well, or a word. Pronunciation. Okay. Can you repeat that, Tony? No, absolutely not. Stoodar. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> this has been the Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching The Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms individually. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmdub81, on Twitter, bdub81, on untapped, bdubdrinksbeer. Tony can be found on Instagram and untapped under Chicago. on Twitter, Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three. Be sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until next time, cheers from all of us at the Malting Hour. Thank you.